107. Opening the doors to endless possibilities. In the pursuit of love, peace, and happiness. With your host, Rafika and Brother James. Welcome. Welcome to another edition of the Keys 107 broadcast live here from the Big Apple, New York City. We are celebrating women. We are in line with the world as we recognize Women's History Month. Today, we have a very special guest. She is Dr. Cheryl Murrow. She is no stranger to the Keys 107. I think this is about her fourth visit on our network. She talked about hair salons and making them go green. Today, she's going to just give a little profile, a little background information on what's going on in the black hair care industry and how she moved from ordinary to extraordinary. Before we welcome our special guest, Dr. Cheryl Murrow, on, I'd like to thank all of those Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful birthday wishes for me. I am one year older than I was last year, so don't ask. I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) That is a woman's privilege. My co-host, Brother James, is here, and we'd like to thank all of you for tuning in. Those of you who are tuning in via the Internet and you want to call in and talk to Dr. Cheryl Morrow, perhaps about a hair care problem you're having, call in at 213 Nine four three three six one eight. That's two one three nine four three three six one eight. The chat room is open in Facebook. The chat room is open in Blog Talk Radio. So let's get started. Brother James, are you here? Well, Brother James, I am. I am doing fine, and you might want to repeat that wonderful greeting that you just did because your mic was not live. Oh, my goodness. Woo, well, there I you are. <laughs> yes, well, um, welcoming everyone to the Keys, and especially for the today we're celebrating black women. We, we should celebrate black women every day. But we have a special guest today, and I am so happy to have her back on, Dr. Cheryl Morrow. And um, we are going to go right into the conversation about black hair, how how to take care of that beautiful, natural black hair. So um, Now, James, Medea Allen, the organic soul chef, is standing by to do the healthy tip of the day, and, you know, she's got to run right after that. So we're going to tune in to Medea Allen and give people a chance to go get a pen and some paper, get ready to take some notes. Think about how you can move from ordinary to extraordinary. Well, go right ahead. The Healthy Tip of the Day. The Healthy Tip of the Day is to add variety to all that you do. While consistency is important, doing the same exercise, eating the same food, doing the same meditation, and even doing the same work every single day can cause boredom and stagnation in your energy flow. Choose one small thing in your life that you haven't changed in a very long time and boldly change it. Introducing variety in our lives through bold change increases 
increases creativity, allows for flexibility, and adds back the wonderful element of surprise. Today's healthy tip has been brought to you by Organic Soul Chef Medea Allen. To learn more about my services, visit OrganicSoulChef.com. Well, we're back, and we're going to bring in uh, Cheryl Murrell, just as my co-host said, and just want to let everybody know that get ready, buckle your seatbelts, because when James is in the house, expect something wonderful to happen. Cheryl, your mic is live. Check in. Okay, I'm here. (laughs) Welcome back. (laughs) Thank you for having me. It is good to be back. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm home. You are home. You are home. Yes, 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 yes. I don't miss the cold weather, though. Uh, San Diego, I mean, it's just a constant 75, 78 degrees, and it's just a wonderful thing. Hmm. Well, do rub it well, in. Well, I'm do sorry. Rub it yeah, in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny how West Coast people always have to let us know about the weather when we're in our winter. Well, um, especially if we spent time there. So that we got yes. to rub it in. Absolutely. Um, So, Cheryl, let's go ahead and get started. And I want to give our listeners, our new listeners, because we have a a bunch of new people who have joined the Keys 107 family since you've last been here. Just give them a little background on how you got started. Talk about the wonderful journey that you had as a little girl with your father, Dr. Willie Murrow, and just give us a background about who Dr. Willie Murrow is. Oh man, that's a big that's a big subject. But I'm going to just uh recently we just had a museum uh wonderful showing in a about about 40 miles up the road from San Diego called Escondido. Um they had 400 years without a comb, the hair story. Where they uh um kind of segmented out uh the afro. And Mr. Morrow's really um a scientist at heart and a, a barber. But from there, uh he went into comb making and made the um and after receiving a comb from from Africa, which one of his buddies went there, I think it was a professor, he went there, he came back and he brought a comb. This mm-hmm. is around nineteen sixty four, nineteen sixty five. And um he carved them in um by hand with in, in wood. Um, with a um machine that he still has. Uh to make a long story short, I mean the Afro natural just took off. And then he went into creating um, manuals and books and the science and the intel and the writing and the instruction and the methods on how to care for black men's uh, skin. Um, so that naturally was for my, my forte, but that's not where I started. I, I actually started in um, hairstyling, obviously. That was an obvious choice in fashion in New York City. But what is important I, I want to mention is um, when we people talk about the the, the black hair care uh, industry, um, they usually don't hear from any of the children or any of the successors of uh, great companies like Johnson, mm-hmm. California Curl, and 
uh, Rosemary Morgan and um, Annie Malone, and, and then of, of course Madam C.J. Walker. They're they're uh, at Soft Sheen. You just don't see them. And um, so I think that, that that the present conversation is probably uh, uh, black hair care and what happened is probably a very new conversation because it it actually is a very old one. But you don't have anyone from the, the, the family members or anyone talking, so it is kind of um, leaves a lot to be desired, especially when it comes to real information. So what I decided to do uh, and in my journey, I wanted to um, change the fact that the information that most African-American cosmetologists, barber stylists, any blogger, any blogger, anybody who author or they don't get their information from a black source. They're, every information, and, and so I decided to just rewrite the books, make the information, teach um, at the Curl Academy, teach everything from a curly Afro-textured perspective and to create curriculums um, in the higher education level. And and, and and change the world from the, the, the perspective that this is a curly world. And this is not a, a straight hair world. Actually, straight hair is very rare. So, you know, and, and to, to try to change the, the, the language and the education that way. So I hope that answers your question. That, well, I put a lot in there, right? Yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, a lot in it as well. Because you're talking history and you're talking about intergenerational and you're going back into the, I guess, in the 60s to the span of maybe 45 years. Is that 50 years almost? Yeah, but most – I was just reading, uh, doing some research on um, – I'm doing a, a, a documentary on the San Diego Black Panther Party mm-hmm. in San Diego chapter. And dealing with the fist, um, and, that, and as uh, uh, Rafika um and I always enter. Uh, we we all our conversations go in and out of economics. You know, um, the Afrocomb came so many years uh, before the style, the hairstyle. They did not come on the planet and into vogue, into trend, um, into style at the same time. Mm. Um, the, the comb came first. You know, right. so but the comb made the style so much more um, easier to obtain. Uh, Absolutely. And, um, so the root, however, is is in late in the early late fifties, early sixties is where Mr. Morrow started. Like nineteen fifty nine, nineteen sixty one. I have books of his from nineteen sixty, nineteen sixty two. Well, that's beautiful. Yeah. Now, now you know, um, just go into some of the education that you actually had to undergo to become the expert in black hair. Just what was your trials? And I know Dad had a lot to do with that, mm-hmm. uh, but I know that you had some formal education as well. Can you talk to us about some of that experience? I stopped my formal education in the uh, junior year in college mm-hmm. because I wanted to travel. Okay. And one of the things about, um, yeah, I'm, I'm like um, Steve Jobs and, and Bill Gates. We we dropped out only because we saw the world. 
the, the information that one gathers at that point, I wanted to gather on the road with Mr. Morrow. So when you're going to North Africa and you're traveling to Europe and you're traveling all over the United States, that's just something you don't, especially on someone else's dime. You know, we were um, taking the curl out for Sally Beauty Supply Company, which was the biggest beauty supply uh, chain at that time. So um, I wanted to to, to go and do that, and that's when I made my decision to go into the artistic, artesian part of uh, of, uh, black hair care, the styling part, and then into into and then into fashion. Um, I didn't get into the scientific and um, metaphysic or health or uh, curriculum designing and um, um, teaching, mm-hmm. educating at that point until actually maybe maybe ten years ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it, it was. Um, but the, the, the I, I think the the caveat to that is. I did not have to unlearn much. Right, right. If I had right. finished and went to mm-hmm. medical school, I, I, what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. but or wanted to go into dermatology or whatever, I would have had to unlearn so much that it would have um, prolonged the um, aha moments for me and the mm-hmm. and the and the uh, the real good communication that you need to have, and I know this may sound um, weird, but there is certain information that only comes to you because you 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 don't you, you're just at wit's end to find something else. Right. Only when that space is empty can something higher uh, come in. So I I didn't have a lot of blockage. Right. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a well, lot of passion. Yes. Well, I thought you had a little science background because I think the last time we talked, that science education had played a, a role yeah. in where you're where, where you're at today. And I know that um, we spoke um, in the past uh-huh. about how you service the, um, um, I guess what you might want to call celebrities, um, yeah. with designing products for them and so forth out there in Beverly Hills. And yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, talk about I'll that a little that. bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, the science came from uh, going through trichology and going through what and, and hair coaching, but that's when I began to specialize out, and I actually retired from doing hair. Mm-hmm. And because I had created such a specialty on a hair fiber and a scalp and black skin that no one else knew about. Right. Then you are immediately the expert. There's no one, mm. to, you know, to 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 give you credentials because right. there is, you know, unfortunately, no no one really wants to admit that there is no black cosmetology. There, it doesn't exist. Mm. There is no curly hair scientific book you can crack open unless you get a hold of Mr. Morrow's. Right. That can give you any anal- uh, any anatomy, any scientific reference on any the differences of, of a black scalp versus a curly scalp, a texture scalp versus anything. Mm-hmm. So it is self-learned by you know the grandmaster himself. That's and, right. And, and 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 just allowing me to, to to that space to be open. I mean, there's some things that um, uh, just using him as an uh, example. 
Uh, mm-hmm. certain things that Carver knew, you, you, you don't know why, you know. Right. Uh, Dr. Sebi doesn't know why he knows certain things. There is just something that one day you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Dr. Marl is, is, is the world's expert on that particular uh, ethnic skin and, and why that hair in, in particular, you know, phenetrate a, a, mm-hmm. a specific hair type. Um, but because Mr. Marl did not outsource anything, which is really uh, key here, um, right. when a father doesn't, and I guess black men, for some reason, George, uh, S.B. Fuller, George Johnson, John Johnson, Judge uh, uh, Joe Dudley, Mr. Marl, they all had newspapers. All mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. So learning editorial, learning production, learning bottles, learning plastic materials, learning chemistry, learning cosmetic science, learning all of that because they don't outsource. They created conglomerates where they all did everything at one location. Well, if you grow up in that, you you learn a little bit of everything. So as I began to, I wanted to take the glamour part, so I decided to just teach um, people the art of the business. So in starting a brand, um, here, if you were to come to my office, you will learn everything from soup to nuts. Then you'll be ready to create your, your brand. You won't be mm. just starting just because you have passion. Mm. It, there's mm. a large learning curve, you know, because if you think about it, James, George Johnson lasted 50 years. Wow, yes. The average mixology brand today is only lasting seven to ten mm. at their height. Ultra Sheen lasted 50 years, maybe 60. Mm. You know, so why is the today's brand owner, you know, mm. not lasting? And why is, why are, you know, why did they last? So there is one knew the science, no one knew the business, and the, the other one is lacking. So Creating uh, a private label and doing, we we name it cosmetic executive ownership at this point. We don't say private label anymore. It's kind of like it's a bad word. You know, it's common. Right, right, right. But cosmetic executive owner is much more of a full experience of learning how to be a beauty mogul. Mm. So what would you say to young uh, women who are now starting out, as stylists or you know hair um servicing women in terms of getting their hair done mm-hmm. um about really fortifying their career and making their career yes. more long standing yes 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 yes, yes. And, and let me just say this uh, TCA I created TCA for that mhm mm-hmm. ideal beauty professional even though I created it for entrepreneurs too and and, and this is one of the reasons why I created it and and I hope the audience listens very closely. Mm-hmm. In Nigeria alone, there'll be more babies born in Nigeria alone than all of Europe. Mm. The, the, the think tanks are now saying they're going to need 29 Procter and Gambles, new ones, mm. just to service just Nigeria and India. And these are all textured, curly-haired people. And so the push for the Curl Academy to elevate the the, the stylist right now, 
because they have the highest level of knowledge, and, it, and it's a good place to start with barber stylists and uh, hair stylists and beauty entrepreneurs who just and beauty th- enthusiasts and 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 locticians and, and 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 all of them to push them to get them into what we call C-suite. And C-suite is to get them from being a technician, which is a person who just does things, you know, with their hands, getting them to think in an executive C-suite mode. And C-suite, you know, as as a uh, chief executive officer, to be able to shift them and elevate them to, to, to think and build and create and to immediately get them a, a successor in their styling place, and you know, to fix their so they won't lose revenues in their in their salons, but to aid them into that elevation process because the, the two hundred billion dollars in just the domestic um, in, in between Europe and and, and the and, and enormous influence. Black American women have on the world of when it comes mm-hmm. to style and lifestyle and well-being, their choices, the way they dress, their their whole persona. It's a very powerful thing. So, in order for us to capitalize on that and to get into capitalism and to be able to allow people to pay for that particular uh, presence and skill mm-hmm. set, things of that nature, and their brands and their lipsticks and their makeups and and their colors and their their hairstyles and things of that nature. It's been one of my recent, um, you know, and James, I'm trying to move quick so we can really get ahead of the curve and service large uh, markets like Nigeria. Absolutely. But did I hear you say $200 billion that's industry? You know, now, remember, that's soap, that's mm-hmm. shampoo, mm-hmm. that's uh, uh, fragrance, mm-hmm. perfume. We're talking personal care. And now we're Personal talking care. well-being. And well-being is is massaging and lift uh, uh, therapies, uh, fitness, and like you mentioned the um, in the at the uh, beginning of my show here, you had the uh, the, the the chef. All of yes. that is personal care, even though they don't they all interconnect because mm-hmm. it's about lifestyle. Right, right, and right. And these are God-giving, very balanced environmental. Um, Markets that we naturally excel at. Mhm, mhm. But if you looked um, at that two hundred billion, what percentage of it would be to the hair care product or uh, stylist um, industry? If we broke it down, what would it be? Thirty percent, maybe twenty percent, maybe fifty percent. Well, you you segment it out because two hundred billion in personal care, mm-hmm. and they are are are, and that's just. Personal care in terms of domestic. We didn't add international yet. So oh my! Add international, then that's just Afer, African, Afer, Black people. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about biracial. Mm-hmm. We haven't even got there yet. Mm. You know, because when it when you talk about curliness, and one of the things that I teach at my um, textured lectures. When you mention textured, African or African-descending people own th- that particular subject, not by just because we, we choose to, but just genetically you own it. So, but everyone, almost 99.5 of the population on, 
on the planet mm. has curly hair. Right, so to a certain degree. it's a large conversation in terms of, but, you know, of course, just getting us to understand that, that the curly human family is, you own it, but it is a vast one. And we all look, um, but that's just how much capital it is at stake. Yes, yes. I and mean, I know we don't usually talk in those types of big numbers when it comes to black entrepreneurs, but all of Europe, and, and, and this is one of the things that we don't concentrate on because we don't talk about such large numbers, but because this is part of my background and I've been bred into this business, it behooves me to talk about it. So if you understand that Nielsen in 2014-15 says 67% of Latin America and 70% of Asia and Europe believes mm-hmm. that black people control mainstream culture. Wow. That means that they can they will give you away their money to you. Mm. Because you are the number one influencer. And and and, and, and don't we talk about influencers in, Absolutely. in the social media realm? Mhm. Okay, so that just means that we're not capitalizing on it. And Absolutely. I mean literally not capitalizing on it. And I don't mean just capitalizing on it just because I'm using a word. I mean actual capital capitalism. When I say I capitalize understand. on it, I actually mean we don't make people pay for black Right. We don't yeah. hear the ching, 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 ching. They hear right. it every day on our, right. on our behalf. Right. And just the oil market. We ain't mm-hmm. even talking about shampoos. We're not talking about te- great te- texture enhancement technology. We're not talking about creams. We're not talking about conditioners. We're not talking about hair color. Just the oil market mm. alone can raise the unemployment level of the entire 45 million Americans in this country. Just mm. the oil market alone. Mm. So, so we're you, really... You know, that that's um, staggering. It, it is staggering, but for the to, for the young women out there listening in the audience, uh-huh. they may say, well, you know, I got my little shop here on Fulton Street, and um, I'm I'm making a lot a lot of money, I think. But when I hear you say... That um, the market for uh, personal care is well over two hundred billion dollars. How can I get my share? How do I get on the road of getting a piece of that action? What would you say to them? Oh, submerge yourself in the background of how to run a sound brand. Understand it. You know how I used to hear Brother Valentine say, understand it. You can't bring passion, mere passion, mere the fact that you're a black woman, and then mm. think you're going to compete in Cosmoprof in Italy. Mm-hmm. Even though Italian women mimic you every five minutes. Mm. They want you to come to up to the standard. Once you come up to the standard and you understand profit margins, cost and and, and, and sales sheets, when you understand the markets, how to read the numbers, how to read the trends, understand demographics, understand your numbers, that is what I I would, you know, uh, uh, first tell them. And TCA 
does that for you. We teach you that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to order some chemicals, which are elements. Most people would think that just because I say chemicals, I'm you know you, you're talking about oh you know toxic, but just negotiating, having to call the world, having to get these 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 sum of, of parts to create bottles, what caps, messaging, branding. To understand that advertising is not marketing. Marketing is not branding. Branding is not public relations. Public relations is not promotions. Promotions is not publicity. None of them intersect. Mm-hmm. And to know that they are different and to just understand that there is a it's a wonderful learning curve. Yeah. In, in, in chemistry, of course, you have to you know understand you know because what if I change one little thing in the formula? Will you know? And how would you, you know, how do you learn quality control? Right. You know, what's the difference between perfume and the real uh, essence of essential oils and what mixes would watch? You know, what is cation and what is not uh, 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 mixed with, with, you know, what's the ionic behavior? That is, you know, is, is, is in the Curl Academy, you know, in history. So you will mm. be able to, to, to not make the same mistakes that Eunice Johnson made. There's some great makeup brands and, and when to add a makeup brand. Um, mm-hmm. they, I have a couple of uh, brands coming out, uh, Salon Couture. Um, there's great things uh, that we're doing, but there is a slight learning curve. You just can't take passion to the marketplace and think you, right. you know, you're going to compete. Now, I think what you're saying, I mean, I'm hearing you, you said we, uh, we, meaning I'm going to put men in there, because when you talk about $200 billion, I'm getting excited about going in to do somebody's hair. I ain't going to lie to you. Listen, we have to understand the science of business. You just touched on it. We can't just take mere passion into the game <laughs> thinking that we're going to be successful. We have no. to bring understanding. You said, Mark, learn about your, understand your market, your trends, your demographics. You said, learn how to negotiate, you know, and uh, by by far, we lack the skills in terms of quality quality control. So if mm-hmm. we need to learn this science of business, I think we need to take a trip out there to San Diego and see you, right? Well, Get on the board. You come see me, and, but you won't want to go back home because, you know, you won't be at the <laughs> beach learning the Curl Academy, you know, because you don't have to be in no office unless we're going to to my uh, my lab back there. But when we on site, but uh, I can come to Brooklyn. Okay. Yes. I mean, because I, I, I know there's several people that reach out to me sometimes. I mean, and, and let me ask you something, James. When's the last time you you bumped you you bumped fist? Ooh, um, my son, my son okay, and I do that occasionally. Can you okay. hear me? Now. Yes, we so, can hear you very well. Okay, right. I'm just checking, testing my mic. <laughs> okay, so the fist. Mm-hmm. The fist last year made about five million dollars in this co- in this country. Five million. So someone may say, you know what? I just want to make a million. Mm-hmm. Just one, one, five of the children of the Antonio company. It made a million dollars off of the fist cone. Mm. That's an Italian company. And when you make that fist and you bump the fist and you say power to the people and you bump that fist, you don't even realize that You're you mocking. make an Italian company extremely rich when you do that. 
and just to go to show you now, make, making a million dollars a year is a very good living. Yes, it is. And if it, it is, especially mm-hmm. if you're netting. But you can just do that off of one Afro comb. Mm. And that's just that's just an incredible thought. Yes. Just, so just just a comb, something that somebody's gonna need. Mm. You know, but ten thousands thousands of years. You know, of course, you guys get on the plane, you guys go to Ghana, you guys go to all these wonderful places in in Africa, right? And mm-hmm. you love the combs in the museums. This is not in the museum. This is mm. on Wall Street. Yes. That comb is on Main Street. That mm. comb is in the market, mm. and you don't, and you're not even aware of it. And you just pump the fist, and you just do it, and you don't realize that every time you do it, somebody, some kid is gonna see that fist on that comb, and don't realize that China and Italy makes that comb. Mm-hmm. And we mm. never made the comb. Not right. Not and the and the goal here is, you know, just to get us to understand how important if we can just change the behavior. So that's one of the things that I devote myself mm-hmm. to, changing the behavior patterns and, 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 and of even of a stylist in order to become a brand owner, an executive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost mm-hmm. like the difference between, I know you guys usually see the difference between a baby face and an L.A. Reid. Mm. Okay. One is... An artist. Yes, one is a producer. But one is the consummate businessman. Mm-hmm. And you, and one is worth, you know, billions, millions. I mean, in terms of stake and stock and right. stocks and bond, you know, and, and equity. And one has royalties. So do you get the point? Yes, so I when do. you're only into the artistic part of something, you know, you only get a residual. But mm-hmm. when you're in the business, you're creating the artist, and it's a whole nother. So you're creating the brand, the Hermes or the Prado or the Michael Coors, or you're the these people are are, are Terry Burke is now worth as a billionaire. Just within the next, with the last six, seven years, black hair care can do that plus on the world market. So we talked earlier, Cheryl, we -hmm. talked earlier about black people have to own an industry. Yes. And and it's sort of like, why not the black hair care industry? Why don't we own the black hair care industry? Well, well, that's a. Let me just start it like this, and I'm going to answer this, and this is the best truthful answer I can possibly give you. Um, and I'm going to give it to you to where people can understand, and I'm and and they can have this answer forever. When you only no no industry was taken from black people. Black hair care was not taken. Was not taken over by Koreans. And none of that happened. Okay? And I want everyone to hear me very closely. And I want them I'm to listening. Google. Okay. Google 1986 
Jesse Jackson when he boycotted Revlon. Okay, and I think they started boycotting Revlon because they were they were doing business in South Africa, and that was when the South Africa thing was big. Um, but then they turned their uh, he turned their his focus on um, what. Uh, 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 um, oh God, his name. Um, I forgot his name. At, uh, it, it escapes me. But Botner, Irving Botner, Irving Botner made the mistake of saying and giving truth to black people that they, they didn't want to hear. Mm. So, so, so Irving Botner, which was the uh, the president of, Rev, of Revlon at that time, says. Black people, I think it was 1986, black people will lose within 10 years. They will lose the whole beauty industry, maybe 1%, maybe less, mm. but we'll take all 99%. And, of course, Jesse Jackson got us all emotional and got us all off focus, and then, of course, we got excited, and then we got off, took it out of context, and then guess what we started doing? The wrong thing. And, um, but he, he said a second he said a second sentence. This is very key. He said, because black people in this country are the most sophisticated consumer on earth, mm. and they like quality products, and I'm afraid their brother won't give it to them. Mm. No now, that's trust. what he said. Mm-hmm. And at that point... The quality in black companies dropped out of the technological business. They they stopped creating innovative, technological, sophisticated products. 1980, 1989, I'll never forget. I was maybe, maybe about 20, 21, 20. And i never forget, in Bronner Brothers' show, Mr. Morrill had invited a couple of uh, all the big wigs, and he said, "Okay, curl is going out of vogue. The relaxer's coming back. I will scientifically and technologically make a sophisticated relaxer, something that we can take the curl out, and then we can go and transfer it to back to the relaxed look." We did not take him up on it. We went back to the old technology, which is potatoes a lie. We took mm. 20 million women's hair out. That's mm. documented by um, Robert Walters. We went to Rio. Rio got stopped by the FDA. Every qua- every subsequent jo- brand that we created at that point was the worst in the history of black hair care. Wow. Wow. Mm. I mean, it was just a poor effort. Mm. And then... Now, and here we go, we have the pundits, and everyone says, oh, the Koreans took our... How do you take over an industry at the distribution level? Tell me what industry on earth is ran by the people who do the distribution. Mm. Tell me, just one. You mean the car dealers run the car uh, industry? No, the manufacturers do. So who runs the telecommunications world? Mm-hmm. Who runs the telephone? Who runs the cell phone world? Apple. The ones who own the, I, the the wires. Yeah. Apple. I don't care if you have the best. AT&T doesn't. Not T-Mobile. Not Verizon. 
Apple, the one who makes the phone. Apple mm-hmm. calls up and tells them what to do. Mm-hmm. You carry, we'll make a deal with you. We'll put our latest iPhone 10 off 10 on whoever we want to. Mm. We make the deal, and then, of course, you have, what, uh, AT&T begging for the iPhone business. You have everyone begging for it because the laptop computer software world is ran by Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Who makes Intel, Comcast, person who makes the technology? Right. Why do we keep buying into the story that the Koreans run the hair care industry? Right. Why? So I'm just letting you know, just to well, prove the point, I wanted to just not my opinion. No industry is ran at the distribution level. And you're right. But I want to go right back to Mr. Um, Irvin Botner. Yes, dear. In 86, he made the, that comment, which is so profound, that within 10 years, black people will lose all the uh, their assets or ownership in hair, the hair care business, mm-hmm. pretty much. I'm, I'm paraphrasing what you said. Mm-hmm. Because black people are not, um, the, uh, well, I think you said they are. They, very we are not developing research, development, science. None right. of the STEM things that we're trying to tell kids to get into. We were not making a new relaxer. Now, but out of that, Dr. Marl created what we call enzyme technology. Mm-hmm. That was how to take the pH of the Jerry Curl or California Curl, the Curl. The bio, how do you transfer that to make it not want activator anymore? Right. Because you could not wear the curl dry. Mm-hmm. But you now, have to have wet. So out of that need to change came better technology. Mm-hmm. And see, and that's where we have to get to because now, which I don't want to put a monkey wrench in the conversation, but the natural hair care world now, the rate they're going they're going to be stuck if the, mm. if the trend goes back to some type of textured and cosmetic, you know, health. What if technology gets safe and gets green and get organic like we're like we're moving? Right. The natural world is going to be stuck because mm. technology always must enter the picture when you are going after the billion dollars. Well, let, let, let's, mm-hmm. right there. You you said this. Uh, Urban Botner said that black people mm-hmm. will are afraid that their brother will not give them uh, a superior product. Or so, I'm just paraphrasing. Well, what, 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 what he said, what he was saying is, we spend millions of dollars as European companies making sure that because you can't trick this this customer, mm. they are the most sophisticated consumer on earth. You must give them quality products, and I'm afraid their brother won't give it to them because he's going to hustle them. He's going to cut some corners. Right, because we lack the resources sometimes. To well, no, no. You just think because you're black. Mm. We we just didn't do the right thing. Mm. We did not do the right thing. Let's the hair color. The, the, go ahead. Let's hold it right there. Don't lose your point, James. Keep that point. We're going to break for a brief commercial. I'd like to welcome the new listeners who have checked in on the switchboard. Remember, if you want to talk to Cheryl, 
weigh in on the conversation, you have to press the number one on your keypad. Uh, we are the Keys 107 Network. We are talking about moving from ordinary to extraordinary. We'll be right back. Now, 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 back to the Keys 107 with your host, Rafika and Brother Jay. Rafika Consultants and Services Technology Trainers. Do you need help making your computer or smartphone work for you? Whether it's managing your email, navigating Windows 8, working with MS Office, creating videos for YouTube, or any other technology need, our friendly and expert trainers are ready to help you get it right. We also provide public relations and web design project management. For more information, contact us at www.RafikaTS.com or on Facebook at Rafika Consultants and Services. For fashions that bring out the best in you, go to moon107.com. That's M-A-U-N-107.com. We feature organic hair and skin products, pink Himalayan sea salt, women tunic tops, children's books, jewelry, art, and organite. Visit us on the web at moon107.com. M-A-U-N-107.com. The alphabet is available on Amazon.com and on Kindle. So get your copy today. For more information, go to www.thefluffamily.com. So we're back to celebrate black women during Women's History Month with our very special guest, Dr. Cheryl Murrow, um, we are talking about moving from ordinary to extraordinary. And one of the things that Cheryl and Brother James was emphasizing before we went to break was Irvin Botner's comment or his commentary on the state of perception of black people and how we treat each other and what our expectations are. And Cheryl said that the black Man, woman, is the most sophisticated consumer on the earth, and we demand high-quality products. But back in, let's say, the early 80s or maybe even the early 60s, the products that we were getting were not of high quality. So let's pick it up from there, Cheryl. Mm -hmm. Well, I wanted to make a point when when James stated that coloring has not lowered their standards. Mm. You can still get a wonderful clerical. But when we were talking about that natural product called Rio, and then Debbie Allen went to, sh- to sell it at Copa, why were you? What, what they were eating it mm. on TV. Mm-hmm. We we looked at the science because they wanted Mr. Marone to, to to make the, the the science better. My father said you can't you can't take a caustic foundation and and just put a bunch of petrolatum and Vaseline in it and then it just you know, just the things that we were doing right. was just so outlandish. Mm. You know, I mean, to try to, to approach a moisturizer 
with shea butter, just in and of itself, it's, the chemistry is just not there. Mm-hmm. And, with, and, to, and to try to approach it as if, you know, George Washington Carver wasn't in there, just he was just in there making cocktails and salad dressing. No, he wasn't. Mm. He was in there making molecules, cutting them, making things work at the atomic level. Right. The atomic level. And understanding the, the nature uh, of one being oil-based versus water-based. Mm-hmm. You know, and understanding all these things. And why didn't we raise the level of, if we were going back to the relaxer, why didn't we just understand and go back into study and research and by the time the trend changed over, we were creating enzymic technology or we were creating things that were on the pH level and something, you know, where we are now is at the organic level. But it takes time and it takes a team and it takes, so these Me Too companies who never originally made anything, they never got on the trend. They never created. Most black hair care people don't realize that black most black hair care companies of the 70s, 80s, and 70s were not really research and development um, first. Mm-hmm. They were Me Too. They, they were just brands responding to trends and just capitalize on it. The World of Curls, is, for example. Mm-hmm. They never created technology. Mm. And so when the trends change, they they only respond to the trend. They never are ever changing. Steve Jobs never responded to a trend. He didn't ask you, did you want a Walkman, radio, computer, phone in one apparatus. He never asked you that. He just did it. Then he presented it. That is our research and, uh, and, and, and development. That is people and visionaries who see a different world than you. That's what hair care. So that is what the the the, the my moment of ordinary to extraordinary. I ha- I wanted to make sure that we had a beauty company that could lead in that regard in every uh, uh, facet: education, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, business. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Cheryl, uh, there are a couple of things that are coming to my mind. You talked about uh, dealing on the uh, cellular level in terms of um, uh, uh, conditioning the hair, you know, and, and, and playing with that curl. Talk to us how your products actually work or, or uh, on the cellular level um, with black hair. You know, when I tell most people that curly hair you don't necessarily have to do anything to it because it has a genetic memory Mm. and any technology that we create as long as you don't interfere with that genetic memory case in point curly hair is the only hair on the planet that you can straighten it and as soon as it touches any elemental air anything it that element being air gas i don't care what it is water wind aerodynamic thermodynamic any natural phenomena the curl curly hair it triggers that curly hair genetic memory mm. so it will go back into formation 
that the DNA tells it to. Mm. I don't care where you are. I don't care how you fix it. It doesn't make it doesn't make a difference. Right. So once you create technology, organics, in to respond and to uplift and to upgrade the genetic memory and to mm-hmm. to, to to don't tamper with the genetic memory. Right. Make the genetic memory just behave the way you want to, and that's on the cosmetic level. Mm-hmm. You don't do anything to it on the genetic level. Case mm-hmm. in point. Now, do you eat motor oil? No, ma'am. Okay. But motor oil is natural mm-hmm. because it's petrolatum. It comes right. from a rock. Right. It's oil. Now, but you don't put salad dress or, or, or you don't put canola oil in a car. Right. But canola oil you can eat. That's the difference between texture enhancement and, and organic. You don't want to eat your cosmetics. Mm. Doesn't mean that they're not, <laughs> they're not safe. It's just that you don't drink motor oil and you don't put food-grade oils in your car. Mm-hmm. Because molecular and scientific, they are juxtaposed. The science is different. The elements are different. Mm-hmm. Not to say that they're harmful. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, It just means you. that the body of the molecular of the oil molecule must be heavier to to stand up to the viscosity in the hot of a car. Mm-hmm. The food oil does not have enough body to do that. Right. Because there's not enough molecular weight. But mm-hmm. doesn't make them either bad or good. Mm-hmm. And I think the natural um, world... It, when you keep saying natural, it prevents them from opening up the world to the science and beauty of the organic um, world of what earth and science mm-hmm. and earth science and and, 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 and and eco sciences and green sciences could be a part of, of the natural conversation. Mm-hmm. Um we don't use petrol-based, oil-based, or anything of that nature. We all, we only create water-soluble, environmentally communicative, complementary, environmental uh, balanced oils. Mm-hmm. Because all oils are anti-nature, especially when it starts coming on the skin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because uh, or 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 the the. the because oil does not let oxygen pass through one or another. Mm-hmm. Doesn't let moisture in, doesn't let moisture out. Doesn't let air in, doesn't let air out. Mm. So if you put oil on a uh, on a particular plant, you can kill it. Right. Now, does is it natural? Yeah. But just by its very nature and the plant's nature, you could kill it. Mm-hmm. The oil will prevent air, oxygen, water, and things of that nature. And I think that's the point I'm making as we step into the sophistication of the uh, uh, organic and eco-green world. And, uh, you know, so all of our oils are water-soluble. So it sounds as if that you're actually, your R&D is really paying attention to the responsibility of taking care of black people's hair, whereas 
anybody else that's out there uh, producing products is really about that uh, almighty dollar. We're going to give you something that can work on your hair. We don't care how it works on your hair. We just want yeah, that money. I don't money. think they're malicious. I don't think they're malicious when they do it. No, they just you don't know, and, want and, no and, uh, uh, Yeah, and unfortunately, you know, with, 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 with Carol's daughter, I don't think they started out malicious. They're not, they're not, you know, they're not bad people or anything of that nature, and stretch of, no stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. But I think what the, 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 the problem is is that the basis of why and how they started and what level of knowledge did they have at the time. Mm-hmm. Because you know, to be able to 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 recreate brands after they become defunct or they 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 shift owners and managers and things of that nature and brand managers and, and shift addresses and things of that nature, it's very hard to to get them, you know, something that was based on a kitchen, and to get them to a laboratory. Mm-hmm. You almost have to recreate the whole brand itself. You know, it's ironic that she would make her last goodbye video in a kitchen, which unfortunately is uh, the problem. It was ironic that she did that, you know, because therein lies the whole issue. You know, and I think that urban alchemists are uh, urban people. I believe that if we take back the sciences, I think that the chemistry in, in, in all of the, the arts of, of alchemy come very natural to African American and African descending people. Mm. I don't think it's very it's hard to learn at all. I think it's it's w- wonderful to learn how to cut and water solubilize and, and and do all these things with these wonderful oils. You know, because the oils that we use now all turn into the same milk that the body can um, uh, absorb. Right. Mm-hmm. And safely process. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. Yes. 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 That's important. That's yep. important. You don't right. want to see your or your your. You don't want to see any oil, you know, because it doesn't work with the oxygen. It doesn't work with the air. If you put an oil, a, a, a glob of oil on the table the next morning, it's still there. Mm-hmm. Water. You want it. You want it to be gone. You want it to be able to at least travel into the epidermis. You don't want it still laying, you know, on the surface. Right. Until you have to scrape it up or heat it back down or melt it or soften it back down, which is mm-hmm. you having that that's that's anti nature. You can't doesn't you have to do something, you just manipulate oil in order to get it unless you eat it of course. Which mm. you're supposed to do and pass through your liver. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> wow. So let's let's look at a person, um, Sherilyn. You and I have talked about this many times, um, the experience of going to the hair salon, the expectation that the technician is trained. But when you look deep into the overarching, I would say, uh, strategy that hair salon technicians have is that a lot of them are trained by people who don't know black hair. Mm-hmm. So they are trained by people who don't know black hair. Then they go into a community and they do black hair, and they're black, and they're mm-hmm. using these products and these techniques that they were taught. Mm-hmm. The moment there, there seems to be a problem yeah, with that. that. The moment, the moment at, at African American hairstylists, Black American hairstylists, the moment they said this, it was a wrap, and everything that cosmetology could have been about that could have started being textured, um, oriented, 
or they're a, a, a textured foundation, or, or you know. The moment they said all here was the same, trying to fit in. It was over from there. Mm. You know, because they they were too busy saying, oh well, you know, as long as you can do, you know, hair, blah 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 blah, all hair is the same. Once they bought into that, for political reasons, you know, you know, because you know, we have the other issue that we go into dealing with uh, why black people lost black hair care, you know, because of dealing with trying to fit in. Well, when you fit in, there is no differentiation. You cannot create curriculum. If you're di- mm-hmm. if you're the same, mm-hmm. there is no different there is no different conversation. There's no different dialogue. The moment they said that, then the cosmetol uh, 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 lady, which has had a a hundred and some odd year monopoly on the text cosmetology textbook, everyone's been reading it. Then they try to put black people in there a little bit uh, in the application part, and then of course you know then they put you in there because of the cultural style and all things of that nature. But no root science, no real elemental chemistry, atomic science, no environmental science, no biology, no no none of that comes into play because, of course, they're not you. You have to bring that to the table. We have to bring that to the table. They're not going to do it. They're not you, and they don't have an incentive to do that. I mean, I wouldn't write a book about the scientific uh, uh, aspects of a nation. Not right. No, not at all. And mm. neither would a black person go into an Asian community and do Asian hair. No. Mm. And that's one of the reasons why I tell most hairstylists today they don't have a license to do black people's hair. Mm. <laughs> uh uh, I had a conversation with a celebrity, uh, 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 white celebrity. Uh, she was on TV recently with a show. But I told her, I'm not excited about losing the license. What does it mean to me? Mm-hmm. And if, we, if, we, if we lose it right now, what would it mean? You still mm-hmm. would be qualified to do my hair. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what does it mean? And I, and I get their point. You know, I get I get the, I get the argument. Uh, of preserving the license, I do. But if the standards are elevated, here we go again, elevated, then it would make sense. But if we're going to just stay the same, and just so you guys can do all of your taxation and whatever it is that you feel you need to do, but um, other than uh, that, an African-American, an African anywhere on the planet has not learned the arts and sciences Enter um, knowledge of why black people have curly hair, why it grows, how it grows, why does that happen? Mm. That is not taught. No. No, it's mm-hmm. not taught. Let me ask you a question about trends. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of black hair care, um, I we noticed some years ago that the 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 various coloration, the colors, multiple colors people are putting in their hair. One thing. Two. Uh, we went from braiding hair to doing a lot of this, the locks. And now you might see more of a natural, the fro coming out in, yes. in puffs. What, what 
is it, where are we going? Because I think it's all over the place. And yeah. how do you prepare in terms of your product line to service these various trends? Well, you can't. You can't. You, you, you can't. In a in a in a in a in a culture such as ours, especially the one in, here in, a, in in these United States, mm-hmm. you are absolutely correct. But the mental and spiritual state, the emotional state, is all over the place. Mm-hmm. So the hair styles, the expression, the these the, the subconscious, conscious, and unconscious level mm-hmm. is all is is that we're not aware. We're not aware, and we don't have the 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 data. We don't have the critical analysis. There's the information's not there for us to do the critical analysis, so we can create and, and, and kind of galvanize the trend, so we can capitalize it. Because because it's so all over the place. I think what the our the, the the effort that has happened right now James is that we have created the poorest standards of black hair care in any era mm. it's called a mixology category and OTC knows it as mixology category any time a novice can just want to do something and find out how to Novice, you know, do it in a novice, in a novelty way, mm-hmm. and then make a website, create propaganda mm-hmm. according to what they, and that, anytime you can do that, that lets you know that we are all, all over the place, mm-hmm. right? And that cannot, of course, cannot be aggregated. Because the critical analysis is just not there for that particular, they're not applying it. They just want to get into the many, the, 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 they just want to get into the river of the the, 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 the the fountain of the opportunity. And unfortunately, we are doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're we're creating the gold rush, and it, and which is fine because all entrepreneurial um, effort is good. Mm-hmm. It's just that we're not we're not performing at the level to create the equivalent of long term Chanel's mm-hmm. and Johnsons. Right. We're not creating a, a beauty geniuses like Willie Morrow. We're not creating them. We're not right. even creating great hairstyles like uh, J- um, J- Jim Williams, Thomas mm-hmm. Eaton, um, um James Harris, Olive Benson. It's just not going to happen. Mm. Not so. I don't think have the the, the the information there. This this is a good um, time to segue into as we begin to wrap up this segment. Uh, let's talk about the Cheryl Murrow Alternative Hair Care Solutions. Oh boy! <laughs> I know we don't <laughs> have I, another I, two hours, but <laughs> I, I, I segue. I, I actually created that into to to um, into to the Curl Academy. And uh, uh, you can, you know, try every organic. Earth Day, we are relaunching a site, and we are doing a campaign called Health Before Wealth. Mm. And we're sending free samples of the uh, 
brand new technology called mineral uh, triactamine, which is the most amazing technology and has green sciences. And the Curl Academy is 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 what the whole world is about. So Cheryl Morrow, Alternative Solutions, I did in, in 2005 when I did Procter and Gamble tour for Procter and Gamble. I think I was doing that then. But the Curl Academy, uh, uh, which has uh, got a wonderful Facebook page, um, is what all of what Cheryl Morrow uh, Alternative Solutions turned into, mm. which is products, which is education. Which is design, which mm-hmm. is mission, which is purpose, mm-hmm. which is uh, a uh, freshman, sophomore, and junior and senior hairstylist can say, I'm ready to elevate, I'm ready to explore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a, a couple of 13-year-old boys doing a shampoo line. I've got another hairstylist that's doing a exclusive hair color shampoo line. Mm-mm. They got the most beautiful ideas. <clears throat> There's a um, they're just coming out with all all all, all types of stuff. And uh, my plea to everyone, you know, listening is get into the industry of beauty. It is a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. Men's grooming, James. Men's yeah. grooming alone is the new holy grail for African American <laughs> barbers. <laughs> Yes. And it's just, I mean, everyone wants to look like LeBron James, Stephen Curry, um, uh, uh, Kobe Bryant. I mean, all, all of them want to look like you. All of them want to look like rappers and Jay-Z. All of them. Mm-hmm. But you can't capitalize it. What is the problem? Mm. You know, and and, and I have to applaud you know, uh, Sean John and, and Damon John. And, and, and they, they try, but they right. do it, and they don't know what they're doing. Exactly. And, that's, and I think that's the, that's the other thing. And they go into the marketplace, mm-hmm. and they think just – and, of course, their their fame alone, but it, what, guess what it always does after about five, six years? There's all. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you, um, you have a number of uh, products – that um, what I hear, because I haven't used it, because I don't have much hair on my head, <laughs> but our <laughs> uh, superior products. Can you talk about uh, several of them so the listening audience will know why is it so important for us black people to produce products that can do best by our hair? And talk about some of those products that you have produced. Well, before before you start, Cheryl, can I make a request that you start sure. off with California Curl, California Green, because that is one of the products in yes. Moon 107 and the sponsors of tonight's show. Yes. California Green started in 1997 in Chicago with uh, my dad when we were talking 1997. We've really got women want to do this texture transition thing. And they want the best of both worlds. And why are the women with the most um, incredible, um, dominant texture on earth, why can't they get all the arrays of texture? Because theirs is the curliest, theirs is the most dominant. Why can't they get everything? And they should. So the issue was that Dr. Morrell said we can't start with relaxer. We can't start there. We have to take our best conditioner in 
is based on pH. And it's based on how do we get the texture to behave, to shine, to be supple, to be soft, to be flexuous, to be bendable, to be high cosmic, to be shiny, to be any shape, to shape shift, to texture transition. How do we change behavior without changing the genetics? Mm. And that's the question of what the wonderful eco-green world of hair care, that is the technology. I mean, having to go to Europe and teach them this before I teach my own people, it's been one of my hardest decisions because I have yet to do that. Mm. And most people will say, well, why don't you just go make the billion dollars and go ahead and, 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 and because this technology, my dad said, this is the, the, the technology to make the shift and the economic shift for African Americans. Mm. Now, is it a small, is it a um, slow uh, turn? Yeah, because our people are um, conditioned to be afraid of technology. I don't know if it's the cotton gin bred it into our DNA through generational slavery. I don't know, but we're afraid of technology. Mm. And it's the most amazing thing, even though it presents something safer. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's just a very hard nut to crack, but we're, we're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. And one, and I think what pushes them over the edge uh, uh, and saying, okay, well, I really got to pay attention, is the customer, because the consumer does not have, the, doesn't have to unlearn certain things that the cosmetologist has to learn. It has to unlearn. So they have un, they have to unlearn certain fears because they're working on people's heads. So it's 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 um it's a fundamental understanding and thank God I'm approaching it because I was born and bred in the business. So there's certain uh, sensitivities that I've inherited and I have uh, uh, been bred to understand. Mhm. So be, be um besides the conditioner um talk about uh, the moisturizers or anything else that you uh, your product all, line. All, all, all moisturizers are based on pH 1, mineral second. And citric acids too. Now let's just say um, most people will say to me, you know, we love shampoo because all of the content, the, the science that we do make, it's based on common sense. We don't put into into products just to make them pretty, just to make them look good on the shelf, and things of that nature. We don't do that. So to make a good cleanser, we have to go to the best cleansers on the world in the world. Naturally. Mm-hmm. And what do you think that is? Just take a good guess. You buy it all the time in the store. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> well, well, let me ask, let me ask you a question. Do you watch uh, do you buy dishwashing soap? My wife is the is the is the shopper don't, around. Don't here. Try okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's just say let's just say you were a natural person and you wanted something at, in the store, a dishwashing liquid. Mm-hmm. And then you saw one with lemons and limes and says with extra kick and extra power. You would pick that one up. Right. The fruity smell. Mm-hmm. You want the one right. with the most natural natural ingredients. Right. So the goal here is to, for us in the eco-green world, is to say, why don't we use the greatest 
cleansers on the planet. Mm-hmm. Citric acids. Mm-hmm. You know, so so the things that we choose to do in the organic world, in shampoos and cleansers and, and moisturizers, and also citric acids uh, carry a lot of moisture. But mm. it is in the formulation that's important, not the amount, which is a recipe. Got it. Amounts are recipes. Metrics, weights, when, is it hot, is it cold, that's formulation. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. And that is why we have the mixology category that exists over uh, and that is competing with top brands, and we're just not making headway. Mm. We're popular. I mean, it, 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 we buy it because of the great story. Oh, they're African American. Oh, they, you know, they write a book and then they do this and they do that and they do that. I mean, it's a good story. But then at the end of the day, Irving Botner is right. We're the most sophisticated consumer on earth. We like quality products. We end up using it for, I guess, cultural reasons. Oh, she's a black woman. Oh, she's a this. You know, we'll do we'll do it for a minute. That's mm-hmm. cute. But we keep going to quality, mm-hmm. and we will always end up there. And that is why the European, the Asian, and everyone seems to keep the mar- their 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 stake, their hold, their 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 their, their stock. And they and they and they and their um you know their profit margins and they and they keep growing because we don't understand that. Mhm. Yeah. So let's look at somebody who's um, listening in at this moment, and I do know that there are two hair salons in particular in Brooklyn that are listening. And let's yeah. say right now those hair salons, and I'm not saying that you guys are, but let's just say for conversation's sake and moving forward that you are in a state of being ordinary and you want to move to extraordinary. Cheryl, let's give them some advice on steps they can take to leave ordinary and become extraordinary or as Joseph Washington would say, let average go. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. One of the things that I, that, that my favorite thing to do in a salon, especially is to change the air quality because I believe that, uh, uh, salons and barbershops will be our longest leaseholder, business building owner, and our largest um, job creator. Mm. So, with that being said, that it behooves us to green. And our program called I Style Green is, of course, um, learning to smokeless uh, style style for for a smokeless you know because a lot of mm. us do twist downs a lot of us do um, uh, heat infusions or whatever they call them blow dries press and curls or we stand up there hours and do um, locks and, and of course we put them under the dryer and we heat alcohols and we heat gels and we, we all and heat all those sugars and and, and do all and then of course one of the things that is just is, is, is dangerous is that heating oil, uh, as soon as you heat it, it turns into a carcinogen. And then, of course, the resin starts to micronize out, and your air quality is poor. Mm-hmm. And to immediately learn how to uh, green just by changing your air quality. 
So going from ordinary to extraordinary is to learn how to smokeless dial. Mm. And just being aware that sometimes you're you're in a puff of smoke and you don't know it because you don't see it after a while. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I want African American, the leading African American in urban communities. They're the long. They're the, 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 the they're the longest leaseholder. They pay property taxes. They also pay taxes. They also are job creators, and they're very good examples of entrepreneurship. So you want them to be the healthiest. Mm-hmm. You want them mm. to stay in their careers an additional seven to ten years, right? Mm. So to learn how to smoke with style, and let me just say this, that's just part of the green salon, but that's the first thing. And then also get tax credit for cleaning the water, which means that we have a technology called uh, ORO, and that's only rinse once. It's a shampoo that we, we let stay in the hair for a minute, about five minutes, and you only shampoo once, which means it conserves water. Mm-hmm. Also doesn't allow uh, harmful deposits from, from other uh, um, shampoos. Lots of oils are very contaminant to, uh, contaminate the municipal water. So I would uh, style green. Style green is my, is my answer. And to be able to say, wow, because once you leave a salon and the salon leaves or moves, the landlord always says the place smells like a salon seven mm. years after it's gone. Wow. Because it's in the walls, it's in the floors. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. still smell. What but about your your lungs and your bloodstream? You're working yeah, I, in these I have environments. One of the reasons why I created uh, 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 iStyle Green is because I some of my colleagues have lesions on their lungs. Their mm. blood is septic. They have very, uh, they're very sensitive. Eyes is uh, your eyesight begins to to uh, um, diminish. Your eye and and you just have a very. Uh, then you become sensitive. It, it, it's called chemical sensitivity, you know. And you don't know you're sensitive because you've just been around and, and smelling and, and and doing things. But but it is. And, and, and let me just say this: in the wonderful salons, and I know a lot of salons in Brooklyn, uh, and they're doing the right thing. And 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 hopefully, styling green could just aid them in um, protecting. Because I'm a hairstylist first, I have to say. But protecting my tribe, you know, mm-hmm. learning how to protect themselves, and to because they're very important to the economy and the recovery and the job in the job creek recovery in urban America. They're very important people. So well, Cheryl, I I think we never end when we come together, because <laughs> as soon as I finish the last word. On my notes, <laughs> I'm like, okay, here comes another point. But we're coming to the end of today's show, and I just want to let our listening audience know that this whole concept of the green salon, Cheryl goes really deep in our when she was on the keys for Earth Day, I believe it was either last year or the year before, and we talked extensively about those five areas, the air, the sound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the water and the yes, chemicals. Mm-hmm. The touch. So yes. Let, yes. 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 Let's, let's much so. 
leave it here for now, knowing that we have to schedule another show. And maybe when you get ready to launch the, that product you was talking about for Earth Day, mm-hmm. we can yes, come back. I would love to come back. Earth Day falls on what day this year? And make sure that you guys have plenty of samples. To just because it's a, it's a day we'll be sending everything free. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. But we'll we'll let our our listeners yeah, we, know. We want we don't want to be afraid to turn the page of the new world. Mm. You know. Yeah. And and, and 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 to be the leaders of technology and not just keep ourselves in this hovel of naturalness and just we want to just stay in there and you know and and and, and not embark on something is is rightfully ours. Mm. Well, Cheryl, thank you once again You're for more than welcome. dropping those gems on us and know that the hair care business is not going anywhere and there is still time for black people to take ownership of the hair care business and really become the creators and the scientists that we so desperately need in our community. And and this show tonight is brought to you by the the Moon Moon 107, and we do have full stock of the California Curl, the California Green products in the in, in our shop, and you can go to www.moonmaun107.com to pick that up. If you want to weigh in and you have a question that you want to direct to Cheryl, you can send us an email at suggestions at the keys 107 network.com join our face group the keys 107 the keys 107 network our facebook page and if you want to just touch bases with cheryl and dig deep into the curl academy go to facebook at cheryl murrow and also the curl academy tell you 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 just will not waste your time i'm rafika your coast and brother james Hey, it's Brother James. I had a great time today. And you know, Thank you, Brother James. Listen, I'm going to try your products. See, I'm going to let my hair grow out just a little bit so I can feel the difference. No, oh, we want the crystal ball so we can start making wishes on the crystal ball. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's a fuzzy gray crystal ball, Cheryl. <laughs> yeah, that that really makes them wise choices. Oh. It, okay, so it's not a crystal ball. It's not a wish ball. It's a, an advice, no. wise ball. That's right. It's a wise ball because it's not gray, Rafika. It's silver. Okay. Silver. That's right. That's right. Let I never forget that. That's right. Yes. So we're going to close today with um, our favorite South African jazz musician, Ernie J. Smith, with his single that is just tearing up the airwaves in South Africa called Winner. Cheryl, hold the line. Good night. And mm-hmm. oh, and Good next night. week, um, next week we're going Good. to celebrate. We're going to continue to celebrate uh, women and Black women. We're going to be talking to uh, Mothina Brightful James, who is an author and a motivational speaker and the owner, one of the founders of Heal a Woman, Heal a Nation. She's going to come back and talk talk to us about how she moved from ordinary to extraordinary. That's uh, Thursday, March thirty first. And then, of course, we have coming up in, in April another segment with Haroon Naket. Tune in to HRM here on the Keys 107 Network. James, go ahead. I was going to say I just want to uh, wish everything uh, well for Cheryl and Dad. Thank you. In terms of what you're doing out there, it's extraordinary. Keep up the good work, and um, uh, hopefully we can take your products to South Africa, you know, and um, 
have them work work their magic over there with it, you know? I can make a lot. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, I look okay. forward to it. Thanks right. for having me. Hold the line, Cheryl. Okay.
Good morning. 